welcome to Plus One of Gaming. I'm Chris. And I'm Eric. And I'm Mark. And today we're going to talk about how to steal stuff for your D&D game. Now, Eric, I know this is something that you're excited to talk about. Yeah. Mark, I think you've done this as well. I know I do this in my daily work. Um, taking inspiration from the world around us, media, music, mm -hmm. TV, comics, whatever. And if you're an artist, you've taken inspiration from that at some point and used it, shaped it, changed it, you know, for your purpose and make something new. And when we're talking about D&D games, tabletop games, fantasy games, we're constantly pulling in stuff to, you know, enhance our games to make it, you know, try to make it the world we want to create. And borrowing stuff from the, you know, properties that we love is a great way to do that. So Eric, do you want to talk a little bit about what you look for when you're taking inspiration and how you kind of borrow without like directly stealing? Cause I feel like stealing is a negative. I mean, I straight steal. Okay. Um, yes. So a lot of, I think of like, I'm, I do this so often I'm trying to consolidate into like a train of thought and not just name a hundred things that I've stolen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess anytime I'm watching, listening, thinking any like about something i'm like this is an interesting plot line this could be a DD campaign like that that's like pretty much like a little earlier we talked about our flag means death the uh taika watiti show um that is phenomenal um and several times in there i'm like i would play this campaign like that a lot of times is what draws me in like this would be fun for me to be in there which is the goal of like any sort of filmmaking songwriting like what it is to pull your like emotions in your you want to be part of this experience um and with tabletop games like DD, we get to do that <laughs> so i mean there are countless things that like i'm trying to think if there's any that i've actually stolen and there is. Ooh. And we played. Yes. Um Good. so I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself. Um when we played the high strangeness game. <clears throat> and that was uh Monster of the Week rule set. Yeah, Monster of the Week. We didn't we never recorded this. Um if this was four years ago, three years, it was a long time ago. It's way pre pre um, The premise was it's like set in the like 68 or something in like a small town in Pittsburgh or in Pennsylvania. Um, and the Mothman is attacking and, and the three of you have to like band together and um, defeat it. We I did. got, we did defeat it. Spoiler alert. You did defeat it. Um, but barely. <laughs> he almost kicked your asses. Um, I stole like crazy for this obviously like kind of first of all from the mothman movie with richard gear um which i don't remember the name of i think Maybe it was just, just mothman mothman Moth yeah the mothman some oh mothman prophecies yes so i remembered that movie and like that movie did have an effect on me and it came out in like 98 or something we were in um, high school yeah and i was like damn this is creepy as hell um Enough that, like, uh, my ex-girlfriend and I drove to, like, Hilton Head and drove through the town that that happened in. And on the way back, we, like, stopped because that, we loved that movie so much. Um, so I stole, like, little things from that. Like, Mark 
in the beginning of that you had lost time like actually the, the beginning of the movie is mark's beginning of his character like that happened in the movie mm -hmm. i can usually when i steal things like this either trust that no one's going to remember this <laughs> no one has seen this or i can change it enough that i hope at least it's it's hidden and you're not like all oh, this is the mothman prophecy with richard gear um so i stole stuff from that i stole stuff from this is gonna get like layers what actually like was the genesis of the idea for that campaign was a last podcast on the left podcast um about the men in black oh okay so we're pulling from richard gear a podcast yeah so when did that movie come out and that's like original men in black that also loosely inspired will smith men in black which yes. is government agents but not necessarily cool like will smith they were more like creepy spirit people away who knew things in the night types right mm -hmm. like more nefarious yeah in that context I'm trying to think of what which one it was. I think it was the Men in Black episode. But yes, it's like so in this in the in the episode for the last podcast on the left, they they basically go through like a story of like what was happening in a small town that was like being um visited by extraterrestrials. And there's just like, that's actually where I got the name High Strangeness from also, because uh, one of the hosts of that show says it like 15 times. Um, That'd so be good for a campaign. Name. Yeah. Um, so in that, like there's aliens, there's the men in black, and then there's actually like aliens pretending to be men in black. So there's just like an extra level of weirdness. Um, that That's I was like, tough. this is going to, this is like so much texture and flavor and like, it's a really confusing lived in world. Um, that's going to be like, that's interesting to me. Um, I will say like as a player, it was, um, fun and also confusing and a challenge to figure out like what all of this weird stuff, like, where's it coming from? What, like the, yeah. it's, it was really cool to, to have these different elements to try and sift through. And there are like threads that you guys didn't pull on that would have led you down. Like you could have figured out that there are basically two men in black. There's the government one and then the aliens that are just being weird and we don't really know what their motives are. Um, so I pulled a lot and that wasn't really plot. It was just like things. I don't, I really know the, the like characters. Like I think the, the reporter character so there are two, actually, two reporter characters. John, what was his name? Alder Cold? Cold? Something like that? El Eldridge. Oh, what was his name? There was one guy. He was like a... There was an author guy that would follow us around. Yeah, so he is a real person. Um, and they talk about him. I can't remember his name right now. Um, he maybe wrote the actual book. I think that's what it was. And then you brought, yeah. you brought him in as an NPC yeah so they talked about him in the podcast and then there was the the lady that wrote for the newspaper um, oh yeah 
she's based on a real person also. They talk about her. And so, like, I pulled these interesting characters from it. I pulled kind of the premise from it and some, like, flavor. And then I pulled the plot from something different. <laughs> um, can, can we take one small step back, though, yeah. of, like... First of all, like, why are you doing this? Why are you looking to these different avenues and areas and trying to pull stuff? So I don't go looking for it. Um, again, like I, I was listening, the last podcast on the left episode was the genesis of it. I was look, I was listening to that and I thought this would be such a fun like place and mystery for to play in. It was a game I wanted to play. So you're just like keeping so, your feelers out. Yeah. I, oh, I mean, like spider sense tingles again, anytime I, I mean, again, our flag means death. I'm like, this would be fun to play. Mm -hmm. um, there's a ton, a ton of stuff like that, that I, it intrigues me enough that like, if it's a game I want to play, then, okay, what would this look like? These characters, I want, I want you guys to interact with these real character so i'll pull them from it maybe twist some things whatever so i've got the premise more of like a, a lack of inspiration when you're yeah. interacting with some other thing and then so that one i i i kind of did go looking for a plot but it was still it came i didn't like search like plots for mothman you know like it wasn't that deliberate do you remember where you pulled that thread from? I believe so, but I might be incorrect. So there's another podcast I was listening to at the time that was a like Marvel storytelling podcast about Wolverine. And I was like, this plot's fine. <laughs> like it wasn't <laughs> great, but it was enough. easy enough to like beat out like this happens, then this happens, yeah. then this happens kind of thing. Um. Spoiler alert, I'm thinking about doing it again because I'm listening to another one of those. And I'm like, again, this plot's fine, but I can fill it in and make it better with the things that like either I come up with or I pull from something else. It's also, you know, you have to prioritize. Um, I think I feel like there's a lot of pressure to get everything right, whatever that means to you. And if that means unique, um, you're in for trouble. Oh, yeah. Because that's a lot of pressure that's unnecessary mm -hmm. i think um because you can do something like you know if you're doing that game then in that example the characters are what we're interested in so a couple plot points being pulled directly from something else is like no one even cares or will notice yeah also i think it's interesting because that entire game that we played i was like for sure that you were about to mention x files because the entire time we played it, I was pulling references or feeling references and callbacks from, like, in particular, Jose mm -hmm. Trump from Outer Space, which is an episode of X-Files where they run into Men in Black and they mm -hmm. act insane. They, like, gaslight everybody. It's just weirdness all around. And, like, I don't even know if they say the phrase high strangeness in there because that was, like, kind of a... Yeah. I think that was, like, a industry term in yeah. like conspiracy theory circles but like that describes that perfectly too that's and like cool. if you weren't even referencing that i feel like that's just kind of proof that you need to give yourself a little space with things and mm -hmm. like 
it, uh, there's always a reference to anything. Like, you know, you can't create something wholly new. Sorry, Elon yeah. Musk. Keep trying, bud. But um, it's like there's a difference between stealing some ideas and just the fact that like tropes exist mm -hmm. and they are yeah. useful. And there's a reason that certain things like hero's journey mm -hmm. stories pop up all the time because when used well and in a good situation for a purpose, it makes that enjoyable to people. Like that's why we have genre. Yeah. yeah. I know that I like fantasy so I can grab one of those and have some framework and expectation. So I think it's really interesting, like, because sometimes I like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is a hundred percent. Eric's like totally riffing on Mulder and Scully. I'm like leaning into that on my end. And then like five years later, yeah. like, yeah, it's a bunch of these things you've never actually seen. And like, yeah. and I'm like, oh, cool. Well, like that's and, how. And I've never seen an episode of the X-Files. <laughs> So it was Perfect. like not, I'm aware of it, obviously. And I know like, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the thing is like the X-Files was probably, they're all influenced on the same stuff. Like the yeah. X-Files probably pulled from the same thing that the last podcast, like they probably read the same book about Men in Black or whatever. They yeah. all watched the and Simpsons. That, and, yeah. And all, all of it, all of it eventually goes back to reality. Mm -hmm. So like. You know what I mean? All of that, even if the reality was really someone just near Area 51 seeing something that was normal and misinterpreting it, all of that culture has built off of that. So like when people get too worried about stealing, it's like you can't, there's a difference, you know? It's like you're yeah. being inspired by everything and you can't just be, um, you know, making something wholly new all yeah. the time, 24 seven, especially for something like fun, like D and D. And the, and the thing with D and D is like, I don't, I, I just don't feel like I need to, like, I'm not writing a novel. I'm not yeah. making, I'm not like, we're not, I'm not making not a movie to try to sell yeah. it. Like I'm not trying to reskin seven samurai as a Western and I'm not going to get sued for stealing Kurosawa's like shots one by like shot for shot. Like if I can get, so here's my like basis idea. Like if I can get interesting characters an interesting premise and, a, and an outline of a plot, that's kind of all I need for D and D because you guys are going to zig when I wanted you to zag and we're going to go off the rails session one. Like I have a couple characters that I can guide you with. We basically only had three other named characters. You don't need John, that many. We don't need Generally. that many. John, John Keel, who was, who's the author. I looked him up. That's right. Um, he's the one that kind of gets you together and send you out and then he left he's like i got stuff to do because i didn't want i didn't want you guys leaning on him too much yeah and that was, was a really um, awesome tactic of being able to like use him as the, the hook and mm -hmm. then he's got reasons to be elsewhere i i have a second uh campaign or i guess adventure for these people and it's like he's he's in and out of your life and he's doing other stuff and and i thought it was interesting because like i wanted to pull it into like actual real world like what was he doing this year <laughs> like oh he's in russia okay you guys get a letter from russia you whatever the um reporter lady kind of sent you on some threads so she was basically like a, another like quest giver um and then the cop and i think the cop is is kind of pulled from 
the movie. I don't really remember. Mm. Um, but in the, because I think at the end of the movie, the like a bridge collapses. It's yes. been, yeah. There is a bridge collapse. Yeah. I remember that bridge collapse. I don't remember if we did that. Did we do that in the game? We, because it, it was, was all kind of threat. culminating toward something. And I think you guys stopped it. Yes. We did um, stop. So the, if you didn't stop it, he was going to die. Mm -hmm. He was going to die on that bridge. Um, Crisis averted. Crisis averted. So, like, I had the plot lined out, but we changed the plot every every dice roll, every choice you make changes it. So I don't I don't feel too bad like stealing beats of like this happens and this happens because this happens and then the next thing doesn't happen. We we go off, and I I have things that are like ticking clocks that are like gonna happen later, but you averted it, so it didn't it didn't happen. Yeah, and that's okay. Like when you're the dm running these campaigns it's good to have multiple scenarios options because to your point and we've said this dozens mm -hmm. of times over the past year and a half we've done this freaking podcast the party is always gonna zag yep. always gonna do something the more you try and map out every single detail that they're going to do the more you're going to waste your time and be disappointed mm -hmm. so i think to your earlier point, Eric, looking for other places for inspiration is just a really good shortcut. It's going to give you the ability to do that heavy lifting a lot more quickly and get stuff spun up. And if it's not used, no big deal. Like yeah. you didn't spend hours and hours writing, you know, this, all this stuff. Yeah. It's okay. Or save it for later. Which is a way worse feeling than people being like, oh, cool. I recognize that from Kurosawa. Yeah, that's the worst thing you want to <laughs> yeah, honestly happen. you know what i mean and which is another thing like reskinning and all the different ways which we have like a whole different mm -hmm. episode just pretty much on reskinning um which is just you know basically taking things that already exist and changing proper nouns mm -hmm. and like physical descriptions maybe at most um you don't have to get much more complicated than that yeah. a highly effective b if you're worried about seeming you know, like you're just stealing. It covers things up, like you know, little covers your tracks enough. Tracelessness yeah. there. And um, I had another. I had a third point as well that I'm forgetting now because I was trying to remember what dust of tracelessness was called. <laughs> I always try to th stick a joke in there, and then I I forget what I was talking about. It'll come back to you when you least expect yeah, it. Yeah, probably will. But I mean, so I, I try to write, I write a lot, or at least write outlines a lot. Writing's hard. Writing's um, hard. Like I, I would like to dabble, I dabble in, I guess, um, screenwriting, but like once you get to like fade in and start writing the script, that part is crazy hard. But for me, like outlines are pretty easy. Like I can think of characters, I can think of, oh, it'd be cool if this happens, da 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 da. But like as a, a person who is not like a professional screenwriter, I will look up like Gladiator beat for beat and steal that shit. <laughs> like, like I'm writing a screenplay about a luchador who is like toward a, towards the end of his career and like a professional wrestler and the owner of the league is going to give him the league but his son finds out so the son kill and it's gladiator it's the fucking plot of gladiator just in luchador 
told in a different like so then the luchador gets like has to go back to mexico and like find his roots and and then comes back and wins like i don't need to to think of like an in a like unique plot because i'm still working on all the rest of the stuff yeah like i need to write dialogue i'm not going to steal dialogue word for word i need to work on characters like mm -hmm. if i can take some of the heavy lifting away and just be like here's what happens in this story that's yeah. fine. And then later, maybe I think of something like, oh, actually, this is way better. Let me change it. Yeah. That's the other thing is writing anything is a process that is sequential. Like, mm -hmm. just because you had one thought and later you look back and you're like, this is derivative. Doesn't mean you're like, well, shoot, I wrote it down. So now yeah. my whole thing sucks. But another thing is like similar different people end up in similar situations all the time. Exactly. You know, you're just saying, because well, they're in different millennia and different professions. And I remember what I was going to say before, which actually segues back now is because like, if you do that, well, someone might actually see that and be like this movie about this Lucha luchador. I can never say that um, is an homage to things such as gladi you know what i mean like you yeah, see yeah. movie reviews and yep. they're or like you see stuff on um like even TikTok. people are like look at this shot by shot referential stuff people are mm -hmm. doing and then a lot of people are like that's so amazing i love it so much more yeah <laughs> i see where the inspiration came from like there's yeah. actually value there yeah there in, definitely is in taking and acknowledging that you aren't just trying to do the same thing and pretend like it's never happened before. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of value and like in everything, even comedy, like callback is mm -hmm. the number one thing that people laugh at and think is funny in any sort of like watch a drama and yeah. they're going to use one callback to help soften a really hard moment yep. because it hits so well and nobody's ever like, Oh, everyone does callbacks. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to try that. Like, you I know, mean, it's, it's exactly like you said, like, if you think you're going to like reinvent the wheel, like you're not Shakespeare, like you're, it's not, you're not yeah. going to like, don't hurt so, yourself like that. So I, I don't know. Cause I read on Reddit, like people will write like, and I'm like props to them, but people will write like, this is my campaign. And it's like a novel. I'm not reading. So, like, first of all, I'm not reading that. Second of all, your players. Th these are the like horror stories. I feel like when they're like, my players played my game wrong. Like, well, you wrote you, a book. You <laughs> DM'd wrong. Yes. So, like, for me as a DM, I got a full time job. I do a bunch of other stuff. I don't have time to write a full book. Obviously, I can't even write a damn screenplay about a luchador. I want to find easy ways to make things fun for us. So when I am just out in the world listening to stuff, watching things, and I think, I want to play this game. What about this makes me interested? Is it this character, this character, and the premise? Cool. I can fill in the plot later. Is it the plot, but I don't really like the characters? I can find other... Like, you can mix and match and change... Like, again, the, the luchador thing. Like, you can change the time period, the genre, the whatever, to hide all of these mistakes. Like we could play like the Spider-Man movie or at, but in medieval times. And like, you don't, you'd miss it because there's no mm -hmm. Spider-Man. If they are, they're like a drider or whatever. <laughs> like You miss it. It, it. Like reskinning and stealing is, that's my bread and butter. Apparently you said, <laughs> I didn't something... realize until you poised or posed this conversation. I was like, Oh yeah, I do this all the time. You posed a, a, a 
I think a critical like perspective. What about this attracts you? And I think if you can hone into, if you can get better at your ability of honing in on that, it's mm -hmm. going to be a lot easier to to pull that inspiration. And I also just want to reiterate that this this process is okay. <laughs> There's times yeah. where it's not, and that's mm -hmm. like literal plagiarism where you're just taking yeah. something one for one and copying it over and saying it's yours. Yeah, well, obviously. So not again, okay. like if we were selling a campaign and I and it was just the gladiator screenplay, <laughs> like not cool. Yeah, but like you're playing games with your friends. Who cares? Like. Paramount's not going to come and do a cease and assist on your table. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like on the player end, are, are, I'm sure there are, you know, you hear horror stories and stuff. But like, are, is your table full of people who are like, Spider-Man, Star Wars, Klingons. Yeah. Like, I see what you're doing. I'll yeah. get you figure out. I'm going like, to call you out. Yeah. Like, I mean... Again, I think if I noticed like this X Files thing in my mm -hmm. head, I was just like, "Sweet, one of my favorite shows!" Right? Like, Sign up for I'm the not ride. Make like, you stop entertaining me, because that's the point. Stop. And again, like with that specifically, it was like, I want to play in this world because I think it's fun and interesting, and I think you guys will think it's fun and interesting. Yeah, that's and really, I mean, a ahead. lot of a lot of like wanting to reskin on my part is like that same sensation when you used to leave a movie as a kid where you're mm -hmm. like let me go to the toy store because i want to buy that new batman mask yeah. and put it on right now and go run around in the woods because yes. i feel inspired and just because i'm inspired to interact further with mm -hmm. something that isn't like a bad thing no. yeah that's where like you know fan fiction and stuff people just sit down and play in that in a world that they enjoy yeah and um and they didn't have to a good idea. If you're the type of DM who just wants to write a novel but doesn't feel comfortable writing a novel, A, mm -hmm. just write your fucking novel, bro. Yeah. Do it. Get over it. And help people with the novel. Because if you tell them if it's a novel, they'll be like, cool, I'll read a novel. Yeah. I want to read your novel. I don't want to just play not while I'm trying to play D&D. Yeah. Because these are two different things. It's, but it, it is. So it's interesting. Fan fiction about your own world and party that's not referential to anything that's maybe has to happen. Mm -hmm. If you want, you know, and that's when you can do the crazy NPC backstories and still get that urge to go into detail and like really hash things out. Mm -hmm. But like, you don't have to always do that just with plot. That seems like the most important part because you know that's what's going to drive stuff in mm -hmm. a large area of the campaign. But like, you can go crazy, go ham on some other details like physical descriptions of places still yeah. have the fun that you want from writing stuff out and knocking out all these ideas and incorporating crazy stuff, but also again, making it a bit easier on yourself. And yeah. if you don't care about locations, then yeah, it is a, it's Cinderella's castle. Cause that's the one I can describe. I can look at a picture of it and just type down there's five pillars and whatever. Yeah. It makes it, you, so you can actually use the stuff you're creating too, like taking that route. The other thing I wanted to circle back to just a little bit, when you're looking at these really good examples of strong screenplays or any inspiration, mm -hmm. studying from the masters is the, and stealing from the masters is yeah. the best way to grow. You look at that, you break down what makes it effective you take those pieces, you start playing with them, learning about them, 
and that makes you grow as a or helps you grow as a storyteller yeah yeah i mean so chris you said something earlier like being able to recognize like why you're interested or like what excites you about something like it is these types of like exercises that that make you a better writer like maybe you know 10 campaigns in you can create something whole cloth because you're so steeped in how stories work how characters work but that's like there are professional writers we've talked about it several times in this podcast that can't do that like the book of boba fett did not do that did not do anything didn't do anything i don't even think that was their goal i don't either some um, more character and i like it toys. just for the record <laughs> but love the show i don't to, think that's what they were going for but to like hold yourself to like those standards and say like i need to create this it's got to be a brand new world with a brand new magic system you know the, and like it's easy to fall into when you're new it is and i think you're setting yourself up for failure i know it's i've very been there i've been there. necessary honestly when you start out you i feel like it's I don't know. It, it's some pool, like everyone steps on this trap. Yep. Yeah. You want to create your own new, like, well, I don't actually think 5e is the proper game for my story. So I'll just make up a whole new rule set. Like people will fall into several traps. And I mean, I kind of play these mental games. Like if you're just at work or at home or whatever, and you're thinking of like, fine, entertain your mind. It's fun to think about stuff like that. But like, if, if your goal is to like, I want to put a group together and actually play this game. I don't think that's the way to do it. You're going to spend so much time doing all that pre-work. Mm -hmm. And when things start out and they don't go how you planned, you are going to be frustrated. I guess yes. fucking tea it. Cause we've all yeah. been there. Yeah. But I mean, also, again, with, I guess I just want to like cap that with, if you do that, give yourself some grace and be gentle. Just thing. accept that you did that. Learn your lesson and move yep. on. Learn yep. the lesson is the important thing. Cause again, we've all done that. Yeah. And if you're sitting here being like, I'm still going to do it anyways, even though I continue to read on Reddit and these jokes are telling me right now that I shouldn't, because you probably will. Probably you're going to homebrew some new mechanic on your first campaign mm -hmm. and also just like borrow stuff. Take, yeah. take that inspiration where you can get it. And if you feel inspired to do something that's too detailed in one area, borrow something, reskin something somewhere else so you don't spend... 37 hours prepping your one shot that you play for five yeah or yeah. <laughs> or, or 37 hours prepping a storyline no one goes down or 37 hours prepping uh, a homebrew mechanic that your dnd or your dm yeah. says no to <laughs> like sure again because like if i i'm not huge on homebrewing because i don't got the time um but i'll look through the like if I have something that I want to be special, I'll look for something that basically achieves that goal and change the proper nouns. Like it's just, oh, now this is a that. Boom. Yeah. And and Billy can't say no because I'm like, it's just this. This is fine. <laughs> I think at a certain point, we have to get over the, I guess it's just like a mental thing of wanting to be the person to create something new mm -hmm. and unique. And especially where we are with modern society, like pretty much everything that's been done has been done. It's going to be very difficult for you to create something new, especially if you're a new player who's understanding new rule sets, new, you know, ways of interacting with with your players, like doing all this stuff. There's a lot to managing these games, and there's even more when you're trying to create your own world or game or system. 
Mm -hmm. So I think just like having some pragmatism of what you're capable of and what's already there and just like being okay with not creating something new whole cloth, like even just bringing your creative perspective and making changes, tweaks, adjusting it to fit your unique style and your table's unique style, that's more than enough. And you're going to get more of a benefit like personally and from your Mm -hmm. players doing that than spending those 37 hours on what about could amount to nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's It's also good to remember that you should learn the shape of the hole before you rock the boat. Oh yeah. 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 Um, Lest ye sink yourself. Yeah. Um, You know, there's, you know, just having a general knowledge of how things will go and some experience under your belt before you start tinkering will help Mm -hmm. you isolate whether the problem is you or something else. Like the mechanic might not actually need addressing. It might just be hard to remember all the steps of it or, you know, so give yourself a chance to figure out so that you don't end up blaming yourself for a bunch of stuff that's just like the zigzag conundrum and you know little things that happen to everybody but when you try to do a wholesale i'm going to do this all on my own you're going to end up feeling like every little hiccup is because of you or your plot that you made up or Mm -hmm. whatever so like just you know and that's not fun to sit with either as a dm No, and then you you feel like everybody's going to bail or like then you lose inspiration. So you started really deep and detailed and then you're mm-hmm. what now you're vague. Like that's a tough transition to make too. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. So like one of my philosophies for with a lot of stuff that I do is understanding that I am not good at this because I've not been doing it like as long as the masters. So even so with like with guitar specifically like I will try to play a song that I really enjoy and I will get maybe a fourth of it, like fourth of the notes, a fourth of the speed. And I'm like, you know what though? This sounds pretty good. And I wrote this (laughs) because this isn't what they did. And you're having fun. And I'm having fun. So like I have a bunch of riffs that are like maybe literally derivative of other riffs, but they're different enough because I can't play the real riff. I'm not good enough but I'm good enough for this one. And that's good enough for me. Yeah. And like, that's a, it's a weird philosophy that I have with the look. Cause it is like, I am not a competitive person. <laughs> so it's the opposite of like, I need to be the best. I'm like, I'm good where I am. Good enough though, is there's a, a freelancer that I follow named Paul Jarvis and completely different world, creative, uh, uh, professional, mm-hmm. but his, his premise is like enough, just concept of having like enough, like mm-hmm. you don't, have to always push 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 yeah like there can be a place where like i'm good here and maybe it's just like worrying about uh, maintaining um yeah and that's what they say what's the phrase like perfect is the enemy of good yeah yeah and you're never going to get perfect i do want to do a topic a separate topic of just the concept of zigzagging like Mm -hmm. we can do that as a dm and as a player just that that concept and phenomenon because i think prepping needs a name yeah but yeah. whatever it's called from a dm's perspective, knowing how to manage that and then as a player managing the zag yeah because sometimes it's like well i guess it's like from i don't want to get into it right now yeah 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 so um it, so 
for as a as a like content creator like somebody who is like actually in the real sense of the term i guess like i'm creating content like i'm creating a dnd or hero what was the hero of the week monster of the week, of the week yeah. adventure i'm creating this content like i am scrutinized and rightfully so like because again like like Mark said, there's there you might have people on your table like this is Star Trek, that's Star Wars, this is Lord of the Rings. Like I get what you're doing. If first of all, if you're that person, sit back and have fun. Yeah, like, cut it out and let people have fun. Chill. I I feel bad because I am that person in film. I'm like, oh, they're doing a this, like, and I have like made my wife a more critical film watcher. <laughs> and I it's like when I, I I don't have kids, but I feel like it's like when a parent like when the kid stops believing in the tooth fairy, you're like, you lose a little wonder at like, I am like, Oh damn, I did that to her. I, I will say that you did that to me as well. Yeah. Because you were into film before I was and got me into it. And now I am more critical because of so, it. God damn you so, that is the pot calling the kettle, whatever, because it, like, I feel like don't be critical. And then I'm critical, but that's not the point of this medium. But as a player also, I steal like, it is very hard to come up with super like original characters. Again, you are not a master. You aren't like Wes Anderson. You're not going to, or whoever, like you're not going to make up whole new characters that, that have never existed, but I can blend three together mm. pretty easily. Wes and Anderson doesn't even make new characters for his movies. He's the only director. I can Again, make. love him. He's yeah. one of my favorite directors and creators of all time but literally has been making more or less the same movie for 25 yeah. years. With the same still, actors. Too. And I'm yeah. going to watch that shit every time. Every time. Yeah. Sign me up. Um, Quentin Tarantino was actually the person I was trying to think of, but just uh, the first director that came to my mind. But still, like, whatever. You're not You're not going to be the guy. Like, maybe you'll, maybe you'll get a little bit that's, like, the one thing that's new and fresh. But, like, I just blend people. We talked about um, with Zizel, like, he's based on these three things. And that makes it easier in a lot of senses and now because we, you have but instead of yeah it makes it it makes it easier like i had in my head a concept like i want to do something like this and then it just kind of went from there i don't i don't a lot of times go in like okay he needs a personality who am i going to mimic he needs a drive whom like you just find what works and stuff and a lot of it's just by existing like again we were watching marvelous miss Maisel, and like one of the comedians on there i was like i really like this guy i think he'd be fun to play but I'm not good enough to do that. So what I come up with is the two rungs down and it's different enough because it's not as good. But I think that exercise, what about that character do I like and do mm -hmm. I want to actually pull from into my character? Yeah. Then you're taking these little micro snippets from them, borrowing their DNA and mm -hmm. injecting it into your character to, to make something new. And it is like, the, like you were saying, like the more you do it, you can probably get pretty precise like one of like the my previous characters um the pirate captain i want him to be basically han solo plus the indigo montoya from princess bride plus tywin lannister like i think you nailed that if and it was like it's a tough blend because they're characters that are like two of them are relatively similar um but that you come up with something new but i didn't go in and say like i need his wit and his ruthlessness or tactic so like that's what i wanted that's those are the things i wanted i just wasn't good enough then to 
to pinpoint specifically. Well, and here's the thing with that character, since I was DMing when you were playing him, I would not have been able to say, oh, this is a blend of you mm-hmm. know, these three characters. But what I can say is that it was he was a very unique, compelling, and real character that made game choices and storytelling choices that were powerful yeah. and impactful to the game and like really put the other players like made them feel stuff. And I think when you're playing a character to that level, that's that's like the crux of role playing. When yeah. you can use those characters traits and personalities and it's really driving the behavior and actions of them. You know, that was just a, a fun experience. Yeah. I think that is the the first character I made that like it was the character making choices and not what I would do. That was that I graduated to a different level with with that per and I because I had made 20 before that weren't up to that, you know. That are like this is just me or this is the opposite of me or this is just dritzed or you know whatever you 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 do when when you're making your first stuff. Um Yeah, which actually that's a really good tip if you feel like it's too much to borrow or be inspired by something or like you can't break out of being too referential mm-hmm. take something and make a foil of it yeah. yeah you know like even if you want to make a hero and you have to go and find your favorite villain and then think of and use that to think of a hero that would be good at fighting that villain yeah you know what i mean like don't recreate batman but like what if the joker was fighting you know, your favorite hero that you're inspired by from some other genre or media or whatever. That's a cool idea. That could be a cool way to like hack it. You know, you don't yeah. have to, you don't have to think of everything originally. You just have to start thinking of some opposites and then pick stuff that will work with your style or whatever. Yeah. So we've talked about a few different ways to find inspiration, ways to pull it in a, in a way that makes sense and doesn't feel like icky or dirty. Is there any other concepts or tactics or things we want to last uh, shots we want to call for this sort of topic, borrowing stuff? So at the beginning of this conversation, you sent the Reddit thread that maybe gave us a little structure or inspired this conversation. Um, and I haven't read it, but it's actually not a very long thread. And there's one main point, but there's a big, there's a big capital bold thing that says steal the concept, not the details. And I disagree. <laughs> steal both. I, there's several things I disagree with, but yeah. Do you want to dissect one. this real quick? And before we wrap up, yeah, just like, sure. what do we agree and not agree with? Yeah. Because um, I agree with I with you that I don't agree with all of these. Yeah. Let's, let's read it first. So yeah, I read it earlier when you guys were talking about movies I'd never seen. Um, <laughs> The problem is they picked one of the things I have seen, which is Star Wars, to use mm-hmm. as their example. I think this is really good advice. We should like post this so people can link to it and stuff, obviously. But um, yeah. basically, he this person lays out, you know, Star Wars as kind of an example of what happens when you start to borrow things. Mm-hmm. Um, which they also point out that Star Wars is borrowing heavily from Flash Gordon. Um, which I haven't seen, but I've heard that a lot from, you know, people who were around when Star Wars came out, like our yeah. parents' age and stuff. That's just a rip off of Flash Gordon. Yeah. So like reskinning, you know, is like the 
thing that they talk about a bit, which I agree with. Like you can take details and change them and move them around. Um, it's just one of those posts that's too black and white. Yeah, I think. Well, I think what they're saying with like, don't steal the details, like a kid named Luke Skywalker, who's going to go up against, you know, a dark empire too yeah. detailed, but you can yeah. take the overall spirit of that farm kid from a backwater planet gets roped into a rebellion alliance to defeat, you know, an overarching empire. You can water that down and change that a little easier than the micro details of a space opera. Yeah. I think that's when he says like, if you steal from star Wars, everyone will know because it's so popular and wide reaching, which again, like I said before, might not even be a bad thing in, you know, a context of being inspired and knowing that people are going to be into your idea. You know, that is good in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, it seems like this article is just basically saying change the nouns. Yeah. So that's yeah, more or less, which is totally legit. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like if you're borrowing from other mediums to such an accuracy where it is identifiable, you're doing it wrong. And your intention was to not. Yeah. (laughs) But taking these themes, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, if you had a thought, jump in. No, I was just going to say that um, I think it's just like the wording, you know what I mean? Like stealing what is a concept to you and what is a detail? Yeah. Like if you're just changing the descriptions of things, if that's what you mean by detail, then I guess I am on, you know, a different page than if you're like, because there's just those, you know, the idea of the seven or whatever stories that exist and it's so hard to get outside of any of those i don't think there's anything wrong with using those concepts yeah and driving them into the ground because we always have and we always will yeah so it's like only those little details are what differentiates every story i don't entirely buy into that Mm -hmm. but at the same time i do get the overarching idea which i think is kind of yeah like the concept is the the high level the details or the like what so yeah i think it's just a blend yeah um yeah i don't know i would say definitely steal concepts and definitely steal details not proper nouns though yeah i guess what i'm thinking is steal both when it feels good and you can riff off of it especially just don't steal the same concept with the same details and keep them together okay (laughs) there's the crux there's the crux because then it's, yes. Yeah, your hero isn't a black clad knight with a flaming red sword. That's yeah. Darth Vader. But if your hero is a, or a, your villain is a black clad net, uh, black clad knight, and he doesn't have that sword, it's not going to be straight up Star Wars. Yeah, it's not as. But somebody else could still have the lightsabery style sword. Yeah, black knights are pretty prevalent in medieval fantasy that's fine mm-hmm. yeah which I is like why that. there is one on star wars that yeah because it came from he didn't make that shit up guys oh no, he didn't make it up um i mean yeah he stole like shot for shot from old uh world war ii footage yep like yeah. a lot of the um the freaking outfits dog fights and stuff are are from like world war ii serials or whatever and the lightsaber cereal. fights the early lightsaber space fights. nazis space yeah nazis. they're space nazis yeah like, just rebranded 
Yeah. He stole a lot from Japanese, um, like samurai culture, samurai films, Kurosawa, Flash Gordon. Like that, that, I think that this is actually a perfect example <laughs> of what like you can steal details, you can steal concepts. Yeah, you steal yeah. shots. That is a detail. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he did, and he did it well enough that it's one of those things that people are like, oh, that's brilliant. I didn't know that. That's really cool. I didn't know Whereas, until somebody called it out to me. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, what? Like, we wouldn't. We weren't when in I saw Star Wars. Yeah. I'd never even heard of Kurosawa and all the other right? Japanese World War II films. Um, but you also but, you changed the fighter to a spaceship and the Atlantic yeah. Ocean to space or Pacific Ocean into space. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to easily tell. Like, it's I've seen that enough. before. Actually, I, as big a fan as I am, it never occurred to me that the scale of it was inspired by oceans like that makes so much sense to me that you just said that and i know yeah. they're ships and they they have a navy yeah. they call it the imperial fucking navy yeah. but i've never 100 just been like oh yeah these could just be on water yeah it's gonna be the same they also movie. all go like in a row they're not like stratus yeah yeah um or like facing weird directions. and they always think <laughs> they are, i just yeah, actually they think in the same way <laughs> they always think they're in space they wouldn't they just I don't know. Yeah. But they always literally like list down mm-hmm. even if there's no like planet with gravity by it. Yeah. There was ships, one I think in like sink. in Rebels or something where they like they had they shot one and it like sunk down and crashed into another and I'm like, this would never happen. Like <laughs> only once has that like suspension of disbelief not paid off for me. Yeah. Like, why would it it's in space? But, but that's that, again, that's a perfect example. He mm-hmm. stole concepts, details, the 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 hero's journey. Like almost nothing about Star Wars is original, but it's stolen from so many different things, and it's reskinned that it feels totally groundbreaking. I do wonder where lightsabers were inspired from. Maybe he invented lightsabers because that's like a cool like cinematic effect too. Oh like, yeah. Oh, he's got a lightsaber, but now back in this time frame like yeah. this has never been done before we have to well, and the thing it. is especially in movies because like that you know i've seen it happen like you could be plugging in a fluorescent i got one right here these fluorescent tubes having star wars not ever existed mm-hmm. holding it in your hand and like every kid who ever picks up a stick just being like, oh man, this is like a light sword. <gasps> yeah, yeah. And like, because the other thing is like, you don't have to steal from IP. You don't have to steal from a YouTube video of a breakdown yeah. of, you know, how the story was told. Like you're a human being and you're pulling every experience that's ever crossed your senses. So like you can be inspired by some interaction in the grocery store that you saw and no one's ever going to be like, Oh, this is stealing from real life. How lame. Yeah. So just again, I guess, be like nice to yourself. Like don't beat yourself up about having to create the only original example that your players are ever going to see of this particular happenstance. Yeah. I think that's a really good point, Mark, because I, so there's a, there's a, quote that I'm going to butcher, but I think about all the time. I think it was like Muhammad Ali or whatever. He says like, you're seeing my like one hour when I've put in 10,000 hours of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everybody thinks like, oh, you're the best in the world. How do you like, yeah. Cause I worked on it. Like 
the lightsaber we'll say or whatever like you're seeing the one like the finished product but it very easily could be like oh yeah i thought of this because i picked up a tube or a flashlight like and it was like oh awesome but that feels like i just stole it from real life but like how do you think ideas happen yeah <laughs> like how do you like so we're comparing it to like he must have just like divinely the muse came down and said here's a lightsaber oh, but it was muse. i hate it, that. Was, it was it's always a culmination of your experience yes and being yeah, a like, mindful idea observer happened. of the world there is no divine intervention if you have like a strike of an epiphany it is still all of your neurons just lining up with all of your previous mm -hmm. You held a yeah. flashlight and pretended it was a lightsaber. A friend now, we know what lightsabers are, but Lucas probably did the same shit as a kid. Yeah, like in a foggy night. Who does? Who hasn't? Yeah, who you hasn't? know what I mean. And like a friend of mine named Blake. Um, Shout out to Blue. A, yeah, he he wrote a book once in the um, of his poetry and stuff. But one of them that I always thought was cool is um, like we never wait for lightning, which is basically like it was the title basically being like don't if you sit around waiting for the inspiration or some muse to come yeah. kiss you on the cheek like muses existed because back in the day artists had to trick their patrons into feeding them <laughs> because there was no legitimate way to make art as an individual yeah. like the muses straight up straight up renaissance like you know someone needed this system maybe like oh no the muse is a very special thing that only lives in me yeah. so don't pay that dude to paint your sistine chapel or make you your garden you gotta have me and i need mm -hmm. a room i'm gonna stay out in your shed three meals three squares square meals please yeah, like three hots and a cot i hate when people get stuck on that because i was for so long and it's and it's, it's just like oh i'm never gonna do anything fun or exciting creatively because this special thing hasn't happened i haven't found my midichlorians yet. yeah like, you don't it, it and it's tough because we are like so much of our culture and stories are built on like the idea of a special like luke skywalker is a special mm -hmm. oh you're born with the force you're special because your dad was special harry potter was born a wizard and you don't got to do shit to work for it like you're just born special and we feel like fuck i'm not born special so like what what can i do but like you didn't see the four five six ten drafts that they wrote before and like did the hard work that the 10 drafts of Harry Potter that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the good one. Well, and if you look at the characters themselves too, when you look like special characters, like mm -hmm. Luke sucked, Harry sucked when they first started. That's yeah, like going yeah. on their journey to prepare yeah, and build themselves. Is, they do the work thing. for it. it. It does the, the idea, I, I call it the special, the idea of like somebody who's just like destined to be because they the have chosen. like the right blood, yeah. the chosen one. That, that as a trope does kind of drive me nuts because I do want to see more stories of like normal people working hard and that paying off. Yeah. But I, maybe that's just not compelling. Yeah. That's um, which is one of the reasons I like Rogue One. Yeah. The yeah. most as a movie out mm -hmm. of all of the Star Wars ones because it's a bunch of normal people and that shit don't end well. Yeah. But they still complete their mission and stuff. Again, and another example yeah. of a movie that ends on a very difficult note, but mm -hmm. like has very high emotional weight but also back to our conversation another example of like that is just a world war ii spy movie yep yeah like, hands down it is beat by beat you yes. can feel it and you it's good it. and it's okay and that's why, that is why i liked it yes 
Because um, it's like, th that's where I think Star Wars typically excels is where you have like cool space fantasy setting. But mm -hmm. what if it's a uh, samurai, you know, cub and uh, wolf cub situation? And wolf, yeah. Yeah. Or Western or yep. spy movie. Yeah. It works. That's what I want. Just, yeah. And again, like, so the like the sequel trilogy basically just ripped off the original trilogy. Like, just rip off spy movies or yeah. fucking World War II. Like, you got other stuff you can rip off. You don't need to rip off yourself anymore. Yeah. Because or... then it is like way, you don't even change the set dressings. Yeah. It's way too obvious. If you're going right. to steal, do high effort stealing. Yeah. Yes. All I think right. that that might be Low the effort. thesis of, of the. <laughs> I agree. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and head over to plusonetogaming.com for more live discussions, actual plays, character creation tips, and more. You can also join us live every Sunday on Twitch at twitch.tv slash plusonetogaming. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time.